This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the YouTube channel, please knock that out while you're here. While you're doing that, let me remind you what we got going on. It's called the Summer Shoot-Around, and it's a series during which we're focusing on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks. Two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks. We've already knocked out Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Creighton, Duke, Gonzaga, Houston, Indiana, and Kansas. We're doing them in alphabetical order, so now we turn our attention to the Louisville Cardinals. They went 13-19 and last season, finished tied for 11th in the ACC Chris Mack resigned midseason. Just a mess in every way. Shortly after the season was over, they hired Kenny Payne. He's the latest former player to become the head coach at his alma mater. More on that in a moment. But first, a word from our partners. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Deadleg. Before we talk about Louisville, what to expect from the Cardinals this season, where they stand with five-star prospect DJ Wagner, 
I want to hit you with a trivia time. Lay it on me. I mentioned that Kenny Payne's the latest. Oh, boy. Person to be the head coach at his alma mater. Okay. How many examples can you give me of coaches who are currently coaching the head coach at their alma mater? I got 19 examples. In the entire sport? I got 19. I can't, there might be more. I counted 19. I feel like once you might have gotten down to the Southland, you might have given up. So I, I don't know if we can fairly say this is the entire sport. I said I got 19 examples. Let's see how many of these you can get. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Here 19, we go. 19, I should clarify. 19 examples in addition to Kenny Payne. Matt McKill up at Davidson. <laughs> Wasn't on my list. Okay. <laughs> Rock to a housing start. Unbelievable. Um, Shire at Duke. Uh, let's see. Who else? Oh, man. Uh, Painter. Did he go to Purdue? Matt Painter did go to Purdue. Okay. Beard went to Texas. That's right. Hubert Davis went to Carolina. That's right. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, Penny went to Memphis. That's right. Jawan Howard went to Michigan. True. Ed Cooley went to Providence. Did he? I think he did. I think he's from Providence. No, maybe he didn't go to Providence. All right. All right. So maybe not Cooley. Uh who else? Who else? How many how many in am I? Uh you've got Chris Beard, Hubert Davis, Jawan Howard, Matt Painter. Penny Hardaway, McKillop, and Shire. Um, Anthony Grant went to Dayton. That's right. Woodson went to Indiana. That's right. Didn't Andy Kennedy go to UAB? He did. Okay. Shaheen Holloway went to Seton Hall. Not on my list. Oh, the- my gosh. I, I, it's full transparency. Come on, man. I found the list and it was a little outdated. So yes, this list was obviously compiled prior to the coaching carousel of 2022. That's right. So it didn't have McKillop. It didn't have Holloway and it didn't didn't have John Shire either. (laughs) Hell of a hell of a trivia time here. I'm trying to get a few more off the top of my dome. Um, Man, I don't know. Uh, Jeez. Is there one or two more that are obvious that I'm missing? Well, there's like the, the most obvious one. There's the most obvious one that I'm missing. I mean, I think this guy is most connected to his school than uh, maybe any of these other guys are connected to their schools. More than Penny and Memphis. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was a multi-year first-team All-American number one pick in the NBA draft. I love when we hit these moments. Like, who am I forgetting right now? Probably the most... Like when you think of, oh, that guy, uh, yeah, he was a star at that school that he's coaching at now. It's probably the m- most. Kelvin Sampson. <laughs> no. <laughs> who am I forgetting? Hold on. Let me run through my head here. Um, man, who am I forgetting right now? I, this, is where, this is where it's fun. So far, you. Because you, someone is, more than someone, people are screaming at their phones. Man, who am I forgetting? Number one pick in the draft? Number one pick in the draft. 
What the hell, man? What the hell? What in the world? Also, you've left off a a, a hall of a literal like Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame coach. Uh Beheim. Yes. Jim Beheim. Um dude. I I mean Can I tell you? I not yet. We're trying to keep it under I'm, 20 minutes. I, I know. It's not going to happen. I'm furious at myself right now. A former number. <laughs> Gosh. Ugh. Uh, Huggins is at West Virginia. That's right. Um, not a former number one pick in the draft. I, I'm, I'm furious. I'm furious, Parrish. I'm furious right now. I'm missing the most obvious one. I think so, unless you said it while I was being disgusted by my 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 list. But Nada, I don't hop in it. here real quick. Nada, um, Nada, say it. If you know it, say it. Or like, or unless you think I said it. Patrick Ewing. Pat Ewing. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Pat, Patrick Ewing. You couldn't get Patrick Ewing. Oh gosh, it's just brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no excuse. There's none. There's no excuse. Isn't that true? He's most closely associated with his school. Uh, uh, yeah. God. Patrick Ewing is Georgetown basketball. I, I don't know if that makes me or Georgetown look worse. That's that's just a rough situation all around. All right. Let me give you, let me run through the rest of these that I've got all on right. this list. Yeah. Aaron McKee at Temple. Ben Johnson at Minnesota. I'm furious. Buzz Williams went to Texas A&M Kingsville. It's a point. It's iffy. It's iffy. Dan D'Antoni's at Marshall. Jamie Dixon at TCU. Ah, good one. Yes. Jeff Bowles at at Ohio. Yeah. Kevin Kruger at UNLV. Good one. Thad Mata at Butler. Thad Mata. Yes. Should have gotten that one. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. More than I knew. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely more than you knew. There are, I'd say there are at least... At least 15 more smaller schools because there were a few and like, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there are a few this past cycle, smaller schools, hired alumni. Um, I know that was a kind of a, a running thing there. So bada boom, there yeah. we go. But thank God that's done. Kenny Payne staff, by the way, Nolan Smith, Danny Manning, Josh Jameson. How about this? Kenny Payne, national championship at Louisville. Nolan yeah. Smith, national championship at Duke. Danny Manning, national championship at Kansas. Is there any other staff in the uh, country? That has three play three coaches who won a national championship at three different schools. I'd say Georgetown. probably not. Georgetown. Probably probably Georgetown. That's my guess. Uh Payne's 55, an 89 graduate of Louisville. When it was a member of Metro Conference. That was Metro raised Conference on won the 86 title. There we go. Of course. Um, yeah, he actually got to start in coaching at Oregon in 04 because he played he played in the NBA for four years and he was pro for seven after that was on Ernie Kent shout to Ernie Kent. I haven't thought about Ernie Kent in a long time. Shouts to Ernie Kent though. Um, was on Ernie Kent staff at Oregon before Cal plucked him. And then he was at Kentucky for a decade. Then was at with the next there Louisville's, uh, not expected to make the tournament. We are talking about the Cardinals for a couple of reasons. One, DJ Wagner. Two, it's Louisville, big fan base, and Payne brings a lot of intrigue there. But there are things to uh, discuss here. I just I wanted to put this on your plate, GP, and for listeners. Here are the first seasons of the three most recent Louisville coaches, how it went. Chris Mack was 20-14, and 
got a seven seed and was six in the ACC. David Padgett, in his one and only season, you know, kind of uh, holding over there, they went 22 and 14, not eligible for the postseason, were eighth in the ACC. And then Rick Pitino, 19 and 13, his first season at Louisville two decades ago, fifth in the American Division of Conference USA. Here we go. Not necessarily a trivia time. We're not getting this on under, under 20 minutes. Gary Parrish, former mm. Conference USA aficionado, beat writer extraordinaire. In 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. there were 14 teams in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Louisville finished fifth in the American division of that. There was an American and a national right. cribbing from your favorite sport, Major League Baseball. How many of the 14, if I give you 16 guesses, can you give me the 14 teams that were in CUSA in 0102? Okay, let's go. Louisville. Got it. Memphis. Right. Cincinnati. Yes. Charlotte. Yes. Marquette. Yes. DePaul. You are six for six. South Florida. Seven for seven. Tulane. Tulane. Eight for eight. East Carolina. Nine for nine. Southern Miss. Ten for ten. Four more. I want to say TCU. 11 for 11. Look at you. All grossed up. 11 for 11. What am I missing? Just trying to think of places I went to cover basketball games. Yeah, you're trying to like picture like when you would have covered the games. I got you. Um... I'm hesitant to say Central Florida. Yeah, that's why. Well, that's, well, I, got I, one more mistake on the board here. I, I said I'm hesitant to say Central Florida. That's not me saying Central Florida. You said it. It's logged. Hmm. Three more schools. Four guesses for three schools. Here we go. Hmm. God, I'm, I'm going blank now. I can't even think of schools. Do you want me to say them? I think I do want you to say them. Okay, we'll move this. We'll move this puppy along. St. Louis, of course. I know the Billikens. I've covered games there. I've got a Billiken Houston. belt. I've got a. Of course, I've got a Billiken belt. By the way, and the last school we've already mentioned on this podcast, Andy Kennedy's UAB Blazers. That's right. I should know that. That was uh, that was CUSA in 0102. I brought that up just to to remind Louisville fans. Mac won 20 games. Paget 22. Tino, 1913 first season in a different kind of league there overall. Um, I don't think Louisville will be an NCAA tournament team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go right. I'm going to get right to, before we get to the DJ Wagner stuff, which is the highest intrigue, um, uh, the schedule non-conference wise, they've got Maui Invitational, which is rough. We've, we've talked about Maui on like four of these other podcasts, but they'll play Arkansas first and Texas Tech or Creighton and then get the other side of the bracket. Um, they're home against Maryland in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They're going to play Western Kentucky, which actually could be a little slippery in mid-December. And then they're at Kentucky on New Year's Eve on CBS. I'm going to say... America's most watched network, the network of stars. 16 and 15, year one, Louisville under Kenny Payne. 16 and 15 in the regular season, 31 games. They eke over the 500 mark. What are you going with? Yeah, I mean, you know, Louisville's 98 at BartTorvik.com. That equates to 14th in the ACC literally next to last wow. in the ACC That's only actually lower than I would have thought GP. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're uh, barring a surprise. They're not going to be very good. Um, as a reference point, Georgia tech finished 14th in the ACC last season. 
with a five and 15 record. So, you know, I definitely under 500 and I might go more under 500 than you. They're just, there's, there's no reason to think they're going Give me a uh, to be good. What was your record? 16 and 15. I got them just over 500. 16 and 15 for you. I'll go. Uh, Fifteen and sixteen. Okay. Fourteen and seventeen. Fourteen. That's what I like to hear. I'll say fourteen and seventeen. What do people need to know about this roster, GP? It's not good. Okay. That's the main thing. Uh, they bring back LLS, Sidney Curry, Jalen Withers, but zero double-digit scores. Oddly, they had zero double-digit scores on the entire roster last season. Nobody averaged at least ten points uh, per game. They did enroll uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. 6'10 transfer from Tennessee. He was ranked 26 in the class of 2021. Like a five-star guy, but he barely played at Tennessee. 12.5 minutes per game, 3.9 points in those 12.5 minutes per game. So the roster is just, it is it, it is what it is. So uh, while acknowledging, you know, sometimes teams we think are going to be really good aren't, and sometimes things we teams we think aren't going to be good are, you know, perhaps they'll be uh, – somebody that falls into that category. But again, barring a surprise, we're not talking about year one of the Kenny Payne era um, ending in the NCAA tournament and probably not even in, in the NIT. Uh, I think year one of the Kenny Payne era is more or less about how he's going to set up to succeed or fail in year two of the Kenny Payne era. And that brings us to, to DJ Wagner. Obviously um, everybody assumes he's picking between Louisville and Kentucky it's a 6'3 combo guard, number one player in the class of 2023, according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, we've both seen him a lot. Um, I've seen him since he was very young, 14, 15 years old. Uh, he is terrific. Like I will not question anybody that wants to rank him number one in the country. He looks the part. Not just like somebody who's going to be awesome in college immediately, but somebody who's got uh, a bright NBA future as well the family dynamics are well documented his father is dewan wagner played for john calipari at memphis um and and wani's best friend is arthur barclay who played for john calipari uh, at memphis and that's why for years literally years people just assumed dj wagner would play for john calipari at kentucky uh, but his grandfather is milt wagner who played for denny crumb at louisville and is best friends with kenny payne and is now on staff at Louisville. He's the director of player personnel and alumni relations. And so once that got done, I think a lot of people started moving the needle a little bit toward Louisville as the leader for DJ Wagner. But it seems as we're talking here, um, the, the, that that's very, that everything's up in the air. There's mm -hmm. not much great, information out there about where this is headed you know sometimes you can go to the crystal ball predictions at 24 7 sports and get a good read on it there's really nothing there um there, there's a there's a handful of predictions basically people who some people who work for a kentucky site think he's going to kentucky some people who work for a louisville site think he's going to louisville um, worth noting adam finkelstein and travis branham do not currently have crystal ball predictions for 
DJ Wagner, Travis. Ryan, Ryan Snow has one though. I saw that. Well, that's the other thing. Like you know, Ryan, Ryan Snow is sticking with Kentucky. He, and he doesn't work there. To be clear, Ryan Snow has <laughs> not worked at two four seven for well over a year. He is now director of recruiting at Penn State. But right. yeah, this is I, the second time I've in, I've invoked a a a, 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 uh, a dusty Brian Snow crystal ball. It's still there. It's still so, there, and it, and it skews the numbers in a way that makes it look like it's heavily that's Kentucky. A good point, GP. That is yeah. a good point. Because yes. if you just if you don't actually look at the details, you just go, "Ooh, it says 87% Kentucky or something like that." And it's like some of that's because of something Brian Snow said two years ago. <laughs> uh, and like another one of the predictions is is pre Milt being hired at Louisville, I believe. So there's not much there. I believe Travis had a prediction at one point for Louisville. But he publicly said, you know, I'm just hearing too many different things right now. I'm going to back off of that for now. So this is very much up in the air. I won't ask you what you think because, uh, you know, I, I, it's, I think we agree. It's very much up in the air. But it is certainly the most fascinating and high-stakes recruiting battle that we've got going on with any class of 2023 prospects. Yeah, listen, I did a, a very uh, in-depth feature on the family a year ago at Peach Jam and got to know them uh, relatively well. And, you know, at that point, um, it was hard not to walk away impressed with uh, DJ. Uh, certainly his parents, his mom was just awesome. Just a, a classic, awesome mom, basketball mom to speak with, right? And it does seem like it's going to be one of Kentucky or Louisville at this point. I wouldn't put it like completely out of the question that maybe just this is just based off of my previous conversations with the family. I do think he's going one of those two places, but just based off of previous conversations, like, I don't know, there is very much like a uh, 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 an insistence from DJ's parents to DJ that it is going to be what he wants to do, where he wants to go. And the one thing that's been missing in this whole story is like, real indications of what DJ, like where he wants to spend his, his college, uh, his time in college at, um, we presume that will be one of Kentucky or Louisville. And this obviously is really good for that rivalry. More on that in a moment. He did have a rocky summer of 2022. His play was up and down. I spoke with a number of coaches who saw him play over in Europe. And he was like, one coach said like, there were times where he was just weirdly bad for the kind of level of prospect he was, but I do think he'll be borderline terrific no matter where he ends up getting Wagner for Louisville. It it's the kind of thing that feels like it would propel Payne's career moving forward. Obviously. I mean, not only would that throw another humongous log right on the UK rivalry fryer, we get all that. It would signal a rare example of Louisville beating out Kentucky for a five-star talent. Cal Perry seldom loses these types of recruiting battles if he's not playing, you know, going up against, you know, one of the four or five other biggest uh, recruiting coaches, not even that two or three other biggest ones. He just normally doesn't lose these. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. You mentioned the Milt stuff. He's on staff. That's important. Uh, Nada's going to play about a 65-second clip here um, that Kenny Payne recently said. This is just a few days ago. He was speaking at a ministry prayer breakfast at a local church, according to reporter Tyler Griever. He talked about a lot of stuff, but this clip in particular got uh, shared a little bit on social media, and it's Kenny Payne talking about getting the Louisville job, some of the things that surprised him, maybe that he wasn't expecting, um, and some of the relationships that have been uh, maybe a bit damaged because of it. Nada, if you've got it ready, go ahead and cue this up, and uh, let's hear what Kenny Payne had to say just a couple of days ago. One of the things that I've been surprised about is how many people across the country have interest in us. Um, but with that comes something that I wasn't prepared for, and that was the hatred. 
Mm. Um, I wasn't prepared for universities to say, Louisville's going on probation, why would you ever go there? Um, you know, on and de to deter these kids from listening. And especially from people that I've helped in the past. Um, and it's a lesson for me. And, and as I've taken this job, and I hate to say this, my relationships with certain people that have been in my life for 30, 40 years has changed. Um, and that, that hurts me. It hurts me. But as I say, me sitting here as God, I haven't dwelled in it, but it's something. So that's an interesting clip here for a couple of reasons, GP, and I do want your reactions. Um, one, like, who are the people he's talking about? Uh, some people obviously think he's referring to John Calipari, who was he on staff for for a long time. That's one is who, who is he talking about? How have a relationship changed? Is it, is, is, you know, worldwide West, one of those people, we don't know. Uh, and then two, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around some of what Payne is talking about there. He was at Kentucky for a decade parish. He knows the nature of recruiting. Sometimes it's just a game. It gets negative. It skews negative. He took this job. He knew what he was walking into and for him to express surprise over negative recruiting. Now he was speaking. I want to be clear. Like the context is important. Like he's, you could even hear, you could, you could hear the, the crowd there. He's speaking uh, at a local church. So maybe he thinks some of the people he's talking to aren't as familiar with the basketball program. Maybe they are, but there's no way he could have been that surprised that Louisville is getting negatively recruited against. And it has shown immediate impacts from him getting the job. Like Louisville's not killing it in recruiting right now. I get all that, but your thoughts on, uh, on what Payne, you know, revealed about his surprise there. And, and the fact that, uh, He's, you know, he's got some relationships here that have, you know, frayed to a, a significant degree since he got the gig. Yeah, I, I don't. Let me start by saying I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, yeah. But, but um, I can understand why people would assume that it's maybe John Calipari. This is somebody he, he the way Kenny explained it. You know, people who have been in my life. Well, John's been in his life. Um, who is he in an intense recruiting battle with? John Calipari. Um, but then he says, you know, been in my life 30 or 40 years. I don't think John's been in his life 30 to 40 years. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, although like John hired Milt and recruited Dewan more than 20 years ago. And if you were hiring Milt, you probably had some sort of relationship with Kenny Payne uh, all the way back then. Yeah. There's strong Nike connections. There's a West connection. Um, you know, it, 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 I, I, I would assume he's talking about multiple people in multiple ways. And one of those people you could reasonably assume might be John Calipari. I guess I would say this. It, I would be surprised if people weren't negative recruiting against Louisville. Right. Uh, it, it, it like, it, and is this even negative recruiting? Like, let's say I'm, rec I'm, I'm recruiting you, uh, dead leg Norlander. And I say, hey, listen, I, I know you're considering Louisville. Um, and that's a, an amazing school. Yum Center is terrific. I mean, proud tradition. Kenny Bain, like he's one of the best. Guy worked for me. Let's say I'm John Calipari. Kenny Bain worked for me. I, I love him. He's great. But you are aware that they are facing punishment with an IARP case. And I don't have any idea how that's going to play out. 
But there is a scenario where you go to Louisville and boom, it's a postseason ban. You're probably only in school for a year and you have no opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. And you find that out before your freshman season even gets started. You know, your father, if I'm talking to now, let's say um, DJ Wagner, you know, your father also only played one year of college. Ask him what his biggest regret is. I bet you he'll tell you this, that he didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament, that we went to the NIT instead. So just I understand all things being equal, why you'd be interested in the Louisville program. But given that they are facing a possible postseason ban, that's just something you and your parents should probably be aware of. Like, is that negative recruiting or is that just like being totally honest in in right. in, in, in he said, yeah. He said the I, hatred like he's things have clearly worked its way back to Kenny Payne at this point. That's probably uh, blown him back on his heels a little bit. It was just surprising to see like, like if I were recruiting against Kansas, Memphis, yeah. uh, you know, uh, LSU. Louisville, LSU, yeah. uh, Arizona, any of these right now. That's the way I wouldn't be trashing the program, but I would say it in some ways, certainly to the parents, at least um, just, hey, I, I, I don't know how closely you follow this stuff, but understand there is a chance that they will be banned from the 2024 NCAA tournament. Um, and, and that's just something that I would think you need to, to, to consider as you're trying to pick where you'll likely spend your one year in college. Like I, I you know, maybe I'd be a negative recruiter, but I would be pointing those things out. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, yeah. This comes as huge backdrop with the DJ Wagner stuff. I think he's going to be just an irresistible college freshman combo guard. And I can't wait to see him once he gets to school. Uh, we're well over a year from him actually suiting up in a game, but the uh, the DJ Wagner recruitment is probably it's the one right now, other than Bronny James, that probably has the most national intrigue in terms of where he'll go. And the fact that it's Kentucky Louisville again uh, with the rivalry, we don't often have these two schools recruiting a player of top five caliber uh, and both kind of you know trying to fight on equal ground here, which makes which makes this particular plot line all the more intriguing because again, it's not that common between these two schools, at least in the modern era and since Calipari got there. And let me let me make the case for both schools. Uh, right now because it sounds like you know as I'm pretend negative recruiting against Louisville just to explain what that might sound like look like that I'm giving you reasons why he should go to Kentucky I don't care where DJ Wagner goes Uh, I think he'll be tremendous anywhere if you were trying to make the case for Louisville it'd be like um, you know Louisville doesn't get number one players in the country too often the way Kentucky does the way Duke does um, so you want to go, you go to Kentucky, you're the number one player, you're just the latest number one player. You go to Louisville, you are an unusual type of prospect to step onto that campus and you are trying to bring um, national relevance back to the program where your grandfather once played. There's some real value into that. And oh, by the way, if you commit early enough, we can start building through the transfer portal around you, letting people know they're going to have a chance to play with DJ Wagner. So there's one argument for for Louisville. If you're trying to argue for Kentucky, I mean, I think it's it's real easy. We've already got a commitment from five-star wing Justin Edwards. We've already got a commitment from five-star point guard Robert Dillingham. You go right in between them. We're going to work the transfer portal. We're going to maybe bring back Oscar Shibway for a super senior season. I mean, nobody really talks about that, but like, where else is he going to make this kind of money? Like, it mm-hmm. might just be financially sensible for Sheboy to be back in school for another year alongside a freshman, DJ Wagner. 
and we'll be preseason number one. We'll win a national championship. You're the key to it. Let's go. Or you're among the pieces um, that can that can make it happen. So you want to win a national championship? This is the undeniably the best place for you to have an opportunity to do it. So let's go do it. Like I, it, either either decision makes sense to me. Agreed. There's no timetable on when Wagner will make his decision, but uh, but when he does. Bluegrass State will be uh, lit aflame once again. Otherwise, we wait and see what Louisville will be in year one. Expectations are low, um, and uh, you could easily make the case that uh, Cardinal fans are just as invested in DJ Wagner's future as to what the team will actually look like in the first year. Payne comes in with plenty of slack, and uh, if they get to the NIT, it will be a successful season. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for... Listen to the Iron College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Five stars. Please leave a nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. It needs to be reflected in the comments. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, please knock that out. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.